listener production. So it's the intro song that we Can have. Can you write an intro, please, real quick? Is there any, have you got, it, it's just whatever comes in the air. No, 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 it's, yeah. it's mostly. Let's all go together. Three, four. I understand you've written a lot of music. Yeah, but that was that was fun. that was really shit, man. Oh, <laughs> an offer! Uh, an offer. Yeah. I didn't know you oh could go that God. high. What is your range? Oh Do you have a bigger range than Mike Patton? Because that is right up um, there. Yes, I think so. Yeah, that's give, incredible. Give us another note. Give us another note. <sighs> oh. oh, so it's, it's down the bottom now. All together now. We're here with um, a vocal uh, acrobat, Tim Minchin. Uh, <laughs> a, a vocal acrobat is just a normal acrobat who has strong opinions. On yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't fucking do anything. <laughs> Hashtag, you know, Twitter. Get yeah. back to acrobatting, man. Yeah. <laughs> more flour, more flour so I can put on my hands. I'm on a trapeze, but you can't fucking say anything these days to the fucking PC police. That's the character. That's Walk, a character. Walking a tight line. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, you you wanted to get on your soapbox and, and attack a few people on this podcast. You asked for the floor. Yeah, is that what happens? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so it's I just have to have box. strong opinions on yeah. stuff? Yeah. 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 What do you yeah. want me to have a strong opinion? Soap? Boxes? Yeah. Yeah. What is it with... Boxes these days and how they don't contain their soap. Oh, oh Tim, you that is a regular that. Jerry Seinfeld, that, that, man. That is. Tim. It'll blow up on Twitter. <laughs> are, you ever, are you ever worried that you'll uh, ruin your career with a tweet? Yeah. Because uh, you've got quite a big uh, Twitter following. Well, I don't know if you follow me on Twitter, but you'll notice I don't really say anything anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, you just reshare a lot of BuzzFeed, I've noticed. Yeah. Just, just yeah like, just oh, my God, remember this shit from the 90s? And I do a lot of um, HuffPo diet stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Latest berry. Um, I just... I think everyone just needs to shut up, and um, but that's easy for me to say because I've had a voice. And but I, it, it's a huge problem, everyone having opinions. There yeah. was something I wanted to ask you about actually because I saw a photo recently of you, and I believe it was on Twitter. Did you get to meet Mark Hamill? Yes. What was that like? It was like meeting um, a person. Like Daryl Summers. Or... Like meeting Daryl like Summers. Meeting Daryl Summers. <gasps> Have you met oh. Daryl Summers? I'm not. Um... <laughs> can't remember. I might have met him a little while ago. Imagine if you'd met Daryl Summers. (laughs) For our American listeners. Daryl Summers is the equivalent of nothing. There's no 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 equivalent. equivalent. Did you pretend you've met Daryl Summers? (laughs) Sure. Oh, yeah, I met Daryl. Oh, Oh, wow. What was Daryl like? He's just a really nice, normal guy. When when did you meet him? (laughs) Oh, wow. Was he hosting the Dancing with the Famous People show at the time? Is that, did he do that? Yeah, yeah he hosted. Tom McKinney. 
Dancing with the Stars? Yeah, he has it, the Australian version, in which when you watch it, I could never tell who the star or who the dancer was. Right, right. Because we don't have a lot of stars. No. I'm pretty sure Gazy did it. Gazy did it. Fitzy, has Fitzy done it? Oh, Andrew Andrew Gaze. Oh, mate. Oh, I've never danced before. I've only brought the flag out of the Sydney 2000 Olympics. (laughs) Bindi Irwin. But I'll give it a go. Bindi Irwin did it. How different can it be? Bindi Irwin did it, but in America, didn't yeah. she? Bindi's amazing. She's incredible. She's an amazing girl. Yeah, yeah she, she actually is an incredible. Have you met artist. her? No. But what was <laughs> what, what happened with Mark? How did you? What was the circumstances? Oh, there? Mark! Mark went to Groundhog Day. He loves it. Uh, I think he knows our, our PR Jackie, and she, he was at the Tonys, and so I just met him on the red carpet. Wow. Oh, and because so he cool. liked Groundhog Day, he said, "Mr. Minchin, can I have a photo?" <gasps> Holy I'm like, yeah, no, not really. I said, "Hi, I'm Tim Minchin. Can I have a photo?" Um, yeah. He went, who? And I went, I wrote Groundhog Day. He went, what? And I went, that thing you sat through the other night. And he went, yeah, no worries. No, not quite. Um, he's <laughs> absolutely amazing I think it's somewhere guy. between those two stories. No, he was really, he loved Groundhog Day. And he went on, he went and met the cast afterwards and spent an hour having oh, photos wow. with every cast oh, member God. and chatting to him and stuff. He's just the nicest guy, yeah. That's yeah, he's really like, because he's, he's not a movie star, you know. Well, like, he, he hasn't did, been. He's done the know? voice he's... of the Joker. That's basically been yeah. his career for the yeah. last 20 years. Yeah, and he did. He did this movie, which at the like, obviously he went through that incredible journey. But it was just a how, how far apart was four, five, and six? Like six years, right? Yeah. So it was a six-year period. The first one he was an unknown, and then the second one he was very known. Third, by then it was massive, but mm. then it was done, and that's a tiny part of and his life. The Star yeah. Wars films, yeah, yeah, the Star Wars yeah, right. movie. Yeah. Interestingly, um, I have a like you guys a large nerdy uh, geek culture following. Mm. Um, Excuse me. Uh, geek culture we're following. Our, our fans. Oh, we, geeks. We've, we're, yep, we've geeks. got big jocks. We're big jock boys. Jocks, jocks like you. Yeah, we're, we're, the, we're the big jock. The, we've got a big you jock have crowd. Big jocks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need on big jocks. Big um, boys. Sorry, go on. Yes, but uh, I have to slightly reverse engineer a love of sci fi and, and, and bluff a little bit because right. I, I love it all, but I, you know, I haven't watched it. Doctor Who since 1982, and I haven't. I don't. I think I have seen Star Wars, <laughs> <laughs> but I certainly. I I I saw the um, Jedi. You know, I, like I think I've watched them through, <laughs> yeah, but, right. but I certainly have memories of bits of them. You yeah, know, having yeah. watched an hour here and there. I think Jedi. I've seen Jedi, Jedi guy. The Jedi boy in one of the no Jedi Return of the context. Jedi with the fluffy guys. I saw that one recently. <laughs> Mark kids, Hamill. Mark yeah. Hamill is is sort of like the Daryl Summers of the Star Wars universe. Yeah, of, very much yeah, so. of the galaxy. Yeah, who's he's... Wilbur Wild? Who's <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chewbacca? I do. I'm famous for my Chewbacca. <laughs> I was on set. I was on set doing a major motion film recently, and um, <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah, and there's, everyone's that. really good. <laughs> like this sound guy was doing this amazing Chewbacca impersonation down the earpiece of the second AD, and so I know we're all like, <laughs> so I started doing my Chewbacca impersonation, which just slammed them all, like completely <laughs> became the standard Chewbacca impersonation for the rest of the set, and it goes like this. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Wow! Oh, oh my! Wow. Sounds like—is that him coming? Oh, I feel, I, I feel like I'm on Tatooine. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm in the cantina. Is that a drug? What? No. <laughs> Get look, watch the movies. They're very good. They're solid. solid. Yes, They're I have very watched the movies. Two I just, out of. I just don't. It's not really part of my. I, I just grew up playing sport. You know. 
Yeah, we'll say that again, mate. <laughs> um, it's a weird quirk of my career. I think yeah. this connects to your film potentially, but you did you posted something on one of your social media platforms. SMPs. Uh, about you're in a helicopter. I was in a helicopter over Manhattan, and I didn't read. If you get caught between the moon and mid York City. This is a Peter Allen uh, safe podcast, so if you <laughs> yes. want to bring Peter, Peter Allen. Allen. It's interesting. Uh, written by Carol Bayer Sager, Bert Bacharach, Hal David, Peter Allen, really? and some other dude. That's my memory of that, only because I played in a Bert Bacharach cover band, no. a really? tribute band in the 90s in Perth, West Australia, and uh, which is the sort of geek I am. And um, uh, we, we went, is it a Bacharach song? Is it not? And we thought, Oh, well, everyone wrote that. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited for like the first act of the first film when they make the Tim Minchin miniseries on Channel 7. Oh, yeah, that'll be great. That'll be good. <laughs> yeah. the There's nothing more is. interesting than my life. <laughs> I got like the interesting, uh, like the person playing your wife is what I'd be excited to see who they cast. Some minger. <laughs> is that sexist? I don't know. Uh, I mean, people can be mingers in I all genders. I only know Minger from Ali G, and the character was quite sexist. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Perchance. Yeah, but meta. Could you, could you do Ali G these days? You couldn't, could you? Absolutely. Well, I mean, he still does. No uh, way could you bring Ali G into the world now. No. That's true. No, definitely not. Uh, it's, it's interesting, and it's, uh, I guess that's for the best, but it's a very interesting change. So, some of what he did was still... Okay, there's like, you know, there's bits and pieces, but most of it was just taking the piss out of serious people. Most of what he did. But that, that's why it's such an extraordinary... That's, why, that's how you defend the character. He, he was, because of the, you know, racial ambiguity and all this stuff, he mm. totally disarmed people, and it was unbelievable the mm. courage with which he just made oh, these yeah. people look stupid. But the premise, that is a white guy playing a black guy whose kind of whose cultural values are part of the mockery yeah it's, mm. it's very interesting how that would ride these days it's it's muddy it's yeah. muddy yeah yeah i'm 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 sitting in the middle of an opinion here because i know sasha and i know and but i wouldn't yeah. I, 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 so you've got to be everything is everything can go everywhere so someone could listen to my last 10 sentences and, and say Oh, Tim Minchin thinks that cultural appropriation is fine. Or they could say Tim Minchin hates Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah. And both would suddenly be true. Yeah, the, the, thing, the thing about that is that nobody listens to this podcast. Yay! <laughs> um, uh, I'm there's, free! There's no chance of that happening. <laughs> um, anyway, I was in um, France oh. uh, filming on the last couple of weeks of a Robin Hood reboot that's happening next year. Really? In which I'm playing Friar Tuck. Yeah. Oh, wow. This is fucking sick. Um, and it was interesting, massive four-month shoot in Budapest and Croatia and Paris. Jamie Foxx, Jamie Dornan, Taron Egerton, wow. Ben Mendelsohn, Eve Hewson. Oh, I love Oh, it sounds very Aussie. Yeah, well, Ben Mendelsohn's Aussie. Yeah. yeah. I'm an Aussie. Yeah. Is that it? And uh, oh, a few people on the crew, yeah. yeah oh, cool. um, the Pyro. Main, Pyro's an Aussie. Main Pyro guy's an Aussie. Cool. Uh, First AD was an Aussie. Yeah, <laughs> lots go. of good people in the industry. And I finished shooting, so this is, let's just take as given that I think my, the environmental cost of my lifestyle is disgusting. Good. Um, <laughs> I finished shooting at like four, this scene at 4.30 in the afternoon, some day on, in Paris, and they went, okay, you're moving on to the next scene, and I was in the next scene, and, and that had meant that I was going to have to film the next day, which means I, I wasn't going to be able to be at this event in New York, which is a kind of handshaking, um, you know, bottom-patting event for theatre owners all around America uh -huh. 
which we have to do to try and encourage them to take Groundhog Day on the road. Um, and but it was like the producers of Groundhog Day were like, "Got to be there!" And I'm like, "I'm sorry, I'm filming." Got got to this point on this afternoon, and we looked at the script, and I said to the boss, said to the director, "Look." My guy just left. He'd got the keys. He'd swapped the keys with Marion, and I'd snuck out the back. Why would he be in here now? And he went, oh, yeah, Tim's wrapped for this scene. And I went, oh! And so I got on the phone, started making calls. Anyway, went out to dinner that night, um, got drunk, um, went to bed, got up, got the first flight out of Paris, 8.30 a.m., out of Charles de Gaulle, and which, because of the time difference, you get, even though it's at nine-hour flight, you get into New York at uh, 10.30 or 10.40. Mm. We happened to land a bit early. I was stepping off the plane at 10.40. I got a greeter at the airport straight through customs, which can take an hour. Like, to get off the plane to the middle of New York is usually about three and a half hours. Yeah. yeah. Straight through, into a car, round the corner to a helicopter pad, into a helicopter, to West 30th and and the, the, the river road, the Hudson Road there. And I was sitting, having landed at 10.30, sitting answering questions at this Q&A at 11.30 in Midtown New York. Oh, God. My <laughs> God. Who pays for that? Who, I don't, who, what's going on there? I don't understand how that's all organised and stuff. Yeah. Is that by the producers? Well, this is an interesting thing. So putting aside the environmental cost, which I think's a uh, huge Notable. moral compromise in my... Uh, like, like, I fly... <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm going to England. So tonight I do a TV show, a flight to Chicago, London, do a 20-minute interview with someone quite special and yeah. it's about an Australian tour and not allowed to tell you. Then fly <laughs> Dubai, Melbourne, all in the next, you know, whatever, 72 yeah. hours. And I've done Europe, LA 15 times in the last 12 months, you know. Wow. More, more. In fact, yeah. And it's terrible. But the reason... So, so when I was your age, a little bit younger, like I couldn't, I couldn't figure out how to get out of it. Like when my first Edinburgh, I hadn't left Australia for ten years because yeah. Yeah. we were like going, do we? How do we? What do we eat tonight? Because we can't, you know, mm. can't afford it. And 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 everyone's like, but this thing you're doing, you should be in Edinburgh and stuff. And I'm like, stop saying that. I can't get back to Perth for my grandma's funeral. How am I going to get to mm. Edinburgh? You know, you. It feels like such. A, a impermeable yeah. membrane that poverty and distance. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And now I literally do that flight every month more. Um, and the money thing become it's all about potential. It's it's just a a, a sum, right? So yeah. to get me from Paris to New, the center of New York in that shorter time cost whatever you know seven thousand dollars. The potential of having the composer lyricist of the show there shaking the hands of the people, yeah. meaning that you can book, even if you only mm. book one more theatre mm. because of that, my presence there, mm. or get one more Tony vote, or whatever the hell the cost is, that could be the exponential. You know, it can be exponential. It can be a hundred grand, or yeah. three hundred grand, or five hundred grand for the production. Yeah. And so the production of this musical, which cost twenty, almost twenty million bucks to get in, from from conception to New York, is like. Get the fucker over here. Yeah, yeah. What does yeah, it yeah. take to get the fucker here? Yeah, yeah. You know, so that's yeah. it. It's gross, was right? Was it cool? Was it cool? No, it's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Helicopter from JFK to Midtown New York. Yeah. If you ever get the opportunity to do it. I mean, honestly, think of the shit you spend your money on. If you boys landed at JFK one day um, with the you can't fit six of you in the chopper, but it's called Blake. Well, Tom can take it. Yeah. Yeah. He can get it. Tommy can get an Uber. But um, <laughs> like you get four of you, it'd be like three hundred bucks each to do a helicopter ride. Goes from JFK, gets you, gets you into 
Midtown by in 10 minutes and it's the most wonderful thing to come around the bottom wow. of Manhattan in a helicopter you know the floor's glass and it's oh, I was wow. I was going to say I did uh, the Sea World one at Gold Coast when I was in year 7 and that was breathtaking I thought you said the Sea Word I was like <laughs> <laughs> no the Sea World one was oh. be- really beautiful you see all the all the towers at Gold Coast and that was really quite it's something else. Frozen's crying. He's crying. Well, it's a it was a thing. humbling moment. <laughs> well, we'll be talking to our management. That's all I'm going <laughs> to yeah. say. Yeah, totally. cat. Yeah. I, I've got Ridiculous. a question about big Hollywood movies, considering mm-hmm. you were just in a big Hollywood movie. Mm-hmm. How, how much do they film a day? Because when I hear four months... <laughs> when that I was hear, a sucking whistle. When I hear four months... I go, are you filming like a minute of screen time a day? Is it more complicated than that? Well, I guess it depends on the shot very much. Like if you, if you have a long conversation between two actors, you could film in a day, if it's a three-minute scene and it's all about the emotion of the scene, you would definitely want to get that all in one day because you want to get the actors to where you get them and then mm. get it. Mm. Um, Obviously, you could have an eight-minute conversation if it's Woody Allen or something. But you, on action films, it's more likely to be like two lines. Um, and you might do two of them a day. So you'd be getting, you may be getting 20 seconds, 40 seconds a day or something. Like. But, it, but also, you're shooting that. You're getting hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of footage because they, especially action movies, they're, they're virtually just made in the edit. Yeah. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, it's um, just all pieced together. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And, and so I did a scene in Dubrovnik in March where I meet... Spoiler alert. Where I meet a character coming through the rain. Um, <laughs> we can beat And that. open the door we'll and say, we'll come in. And then a month later we film the bit where she comes in and she's in my place. And then I, I, that in Dubrovnik I also filmed a scene where I come out of my door and get my horse and I'm practising a line in my head because I have to go give bad news to the sheriff of Nottingham. So I'm like, I've had a, we've had a minor incident. We've had a, we've had a difficult... We've had a minor incident, sir. Like I'm doing this and getting a horse. And so we do that 50 times because it's a mule and it's not very stubborn as. Yeah. And, um, and then... Two months later, I do the bit where I arrive on the second, on the last day of filming. I, I'm picking up the second half of that scene, where <laughs> I'm actually saying the thing. It cuts from me practicing, telling him this bad news, to me telling him the bad news, and the gap between filming those two states is two and a half months. So it's you got to yeah. get the photo, you get your hair right, yeah, your beard the right wow. length, and then remember what headspace you're in and look at the footage, but they didn't have it available. So I'm just like, <laughs> I think I was sort of like this and my accent's changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See, Daniel Day-Lewis would have stayed in that state. Yeah, yeah. He, would stayed in, yeah, he yeah. would have just like put himself in a box. Well, can, I've, I've always been, I've always wondered on those big scale Hollywood films what the rehearsal process is like. And like, or uh, uh, actors just, do they trust you? Do they go, you've got the role, now go figure it out, and then you don't see anyone else until you're on set? Or do you have big readings? Do you have big... I have no idea how that works. So you do a table read, yeah. which is really not about actors. In fact, most Hollywood actors just like read it like this because they, they're, they're not like stage actors. They don't find every opportunity to like <laughs> perform, which yeah. I find frustrating. But Because um, I'm like, we want to hear how this thing runs, but they're... Table reads are really about the director and whether it sort of functionally works and yeah. stuff like that. Um, and then you might... It depends on what it is. But in a big action film, you might get a total of three hours with the director 
over whatever period of time where you go visit and read through the scenes with the other actors in the scenes sitting around on couches. But again, film actors are often just embarrassed by that process. It's really weird. Right. Because they really don't like acting unless the camera's rolling. Yeah, And everything's yeah. very, very small. Like a lot of film actors are like acting at this level, even if it's intense. And it's really weird. But it translates to camera. Mm. Um, and then on the day... So by, by the time you get to that scene, it might be two months later, and it's been rewritten anyway. So you get there, and you get on set. The set's all set up. Everything's ready to go. And they go, all right, actors travelling. We all get there. It's almost set up. It's 90%. Um, and you get there, and you, you've got your sides in your hand from that day, Jamie Foxx and Tara and me, whatever, and we're all reading this thing. We don't know our lines yet. It's shooting in a couple of minutes. Yeah. Like, necessarily. Obviously, if it's a big bit, you've done your work. I mean, you do know your lines, but you're actually going, look, I don't think I'd say that then. Yeah, You right. know, with, with an hour, 40 minutes until they're going to roll. And you have a big discussion, the producer steps in, well, we do need you to say that because, yeah, but I just don't think, you know, and it can get, you know, the lead might go, just, I wouldn't, it's going to make me look stupid, you know. And they go, rewrite, and the writer's there, rewriting. And then they go, all right. Off you go. You go finish your makeup and you come back on and film it. Wow. And, and so intense. But, but you might blow the first couple. Yeah, right. You know, but you right. just keep going. Yeah. And then you turn it around and film it again, turn it around and film it again. I mean, without having you done Wells, we, it's a, we try to keep it light. It's a sketch series we do and we try to keep it really uh, similar. Like, yeah. you just keep that image. We, we yeah, 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 keep it going, yeah. Like yeah. that, that uh, shot in Having It On Well 6 where Zach spits wine into my mouth. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and, then, and then I spit it into a glass and I think I drink it. I'm not sure. How many that. times did you do that? I think we did that 104 40. times. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, director was just it. like, I need it again, I need it yeah, again. And make it exactly the same. <clears throat> yes. That was a big yeah. question. Originally, Mark spat it into my mouth. That's right. That's right. And but I was like, my character would never do no, that. No, no. Jamie yes. Foxx was there as Jamie well. Fox Jamie Foxx was Fox there. Was there. Karen was Edgerton there. Pouring the wine. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he refused to read his lines until the camera was rolling. It was very strange. So we do get it. We get totally. It. I asked that question just to humour you. To be honest, I, I... well, interestingly, it's by far like I've never been anywhere near something like this. So it's as weird. So this, that was your first. Yeah, yeah, it's my first film. Yeah, wow. I've done a bit of telly in Australia, but not much. Yeah, it's like my third, fourth thing. Wow. We've got a. Uh, stop wasting your time and let you get on with your. Very yeah, well, life. um. I just got a pack and stuff, but um, I, I'm aware that I'm, this is a comedy podcast and mostly I've been boring. Do you want me no. to say something funny no, about yeah, it? No, yes, yeah, yes. please. Yeah. Okay. Come on. No, you have to ask me a question. No, I'll try and funny. put no, my no, funny no, brain. Okay. Uh, um, how, where, where, where do you get your inspiration? Go. Oh, amazing. Go. Um, <laughs> from Arnie Donna. Yeah, Roll credit. Did you, did you want to... <laughs> Did you want to plug anything? Yeah, do you want to plug? You got something coming up you want to talk about? What's the listenership of this? We're happy to throw you a little crumb if you want to. We got, man, like, after about two weeks, about 10,000 people listened to this, so... so 10,000 people? Yeah, it's pretty good. We're pretty lucky. Um, What do I need to sell? Um, I think, like, there's some leftover stock from... from my 2011 orchestra tour, like a couple oh, of yeah. T-shirts. You yeah. can get them online at timmitchin.com. So t- uh, orchestra tour T-shirts. Yeah. You... Guys, jump online. <laughs> jump on timmitchin.com. Timmitchin.com. It's only the shit stuff that was never very well designed. Use the promo code Auntie Donna. <laughs> Use promo code Auntie Donna and you will get uh, 10, 10%, 10 off. You'll get 10, you'll get 10 off. Hashtag, hashtag, let's buy up. 
Tim Mitchell's old stuff. Yeah, no, let's can send we... it viral on Twitter. Let's do that. CDs. We've got about 10,000 solid listeners. Let's get the hashtag happening. Hashtag, what is it? Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag... buy Tim Minchin's old orchestra <laughs> but tour to have... stock. It's not just funny. Buy it's... Tim Minchin's old orchestra tour stock. Let's send it viral. That's let's get a viral list. Sell that That's merch. Like, I remember that tour at the Palais Theatre. That's worth getting. Can yeah, I have yeah, a shirt? It's good stuff. Buy Tim Minchin's old orchestra tour yeah. stock trumps a cunt. And, le- and let me tell you, because <laughs> we, are, we are recording this in Tim Minchin's house, and just by the looks of things, he needs the money. This it's place pretty is grand. A, this yeah. place is it's a, grand a piece house, of yeah. shit. There's a big um, box We're of selling t-shirts. it, by the way. Oh, maybe we'll plug that. We're selling our house. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's in Tim the Hollywood Minchin's Hills. House. We're going to move back to Australia because I hate my career. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and I think you guys, any of your listeners... Could pop in and have a little if any, viewing. Yeah, if any seventeen-year-olds from England want to buy a Hollywood Hills, <laughs> hashtag house. let's all chip in and buy Tim Minchin's house in LA. You joke, but one of the one of the Panic at the Disco people listens to this podcast, so really? he could very well. He buy could very it. well snap Dallin. it up. I'm yeah. He's, he's got a nice. So account. hashtag Panic, Panic at the, the Disco, disco guy. Hashtag Dallin Weeks. Can you please buy Tim Minchin's <laughs> LA house? It needs a bit of work. It needs a bit of work. They are painting the yeah. floor. There'll be a free T-shirt in it for you. <laughs> I reckon we'll, you'll chuck in a box of tees. I'll throw in, in a box of T-shirts <laughs> and an ostentatious of... second-hand. What, a couple of bat- <laughs> what about a Batocchi ham as well? Just send out a Batocchi ham. <laughs> okay, so this is the deal we've got going, guys. If you call in in the next ten minutes, we've got Tim Minchin's house, a box of t-shirts Tell you a what, ham and the a third car. person to buy a t-shirt I'll throw in there's just some 18 year old 18 year old from like Melton <laughs> oh my god mum what are your credit card details on <laughs> the CBC I'm leaving home it's complicated <laughs> so Jason entered a competition last week <laughs> he won a house in America <laughs> but he can't get a visa because yeah. he's got a tan uh, anyway, um, all right. Thank you so thank much, Tim. Right. Pleasure. Thank well you played. for giving us your time. Um, thank you for I'm sorry, I was going to come yeah. and see you guys live tonight, but I have to get on this aeroplane. Oh, oh that's yeah, the I'm, same show that you saw last year, um, so it's not a big. Miss. I'm sure you really are getting on a plane. That's all good. Um, <laughs> but, that's awkward. Yeah, but thanks uh, so much. Yeah, mate. have good shows. Yeah, they yeah. love you in LA. They love you all over the place. Oh, we've been by weird. they, I mean a tiny percentage. Of a tiny percentage. Small. Of they love you hard. <laughs> oh, we've we've had inc- like the best shows. It, in my opinion, the best shows of our careers in America. This tour, it's been step phenomenal. up, Australia. Yeah, Wogga, the Wogga crowds was good. have been phenomenal. Wogga, London Wogga, and Wogga Edinburgh prove them wrong. Thanks, guys. Get one of those watches. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Bye. You've been listening to the Auntie Donna podcast. Thanks for joining us for another RIP episode brought to you by AuntieDonnaClub.com. See you next week.